Welcome to episode 59 of the Amanda Wagner podcast, the place for fiercely ambitious entrepreneurs and leaders who want to get off the sidelines, be known for something that matters and claim their spotlight. In this episode, we talk about partnerships and loyalty when it comes to hiring and being hired by clients, peers, colleagues, people we know. We discuss how challenging things can be when feelings and relationships get involved with someone that we're also in a professional relationship with. And we share some of the ways that we've learned to help our clients feel settled in finding the best person for the job and how to feel comfortable as professionals, knowing that we may not be the only person that somebody in our circle hires. I'm Amanda Wagner, a business strategist, coach, and professional speaker. And I'm Liz Pittman, a digital communications specialist. The Amanda Wagner podcast is the place for ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs who are done shopping for shortcuts, no longer waiting for an invitation to do what they want, and are ready to claim their spotlight. On this podcast, we talk about the challenges and triumphs of ambition and bravery, living thoughtfully and strategically in a noisy world, and share our experiences as entrepreneurs with big ambition. If you have ever had feelings around hiring somebody different than you normally hire, or have ever felt like you're betraying somebody by choosing someone else for a particular job, project, or partnership, you are not alone. This topic comes from an experience that a peer of mine encountered, and she checked in with me to see if I've ever experienced it. I wanted to bring it up on the podcast and expand the conversation because I know it can feel like we're alone in certain feelings, especially if they're wrong or crunchy. And this topic of loyalty stayed on my mind for a couple weeks after we had this talk. To set the stage, I really try to operate with professionalism and boundaries in mind. And I remind myself that not every project or challenge can be completed or solved by a single person. And that sometimes perspectives from a variety of people can be incredibly helpful, but also challenging. On the other side of the coin, I know that I am not the only business strategist and coach or speaker on the planet. Also, not the only business strategist and coach or speaker in my city. And while the logical and rational part of my brain knows that people can make any choice they want about who to hire, It can still sting when somebody chooses to work with somebody else that isn't me. Sometimes loyalty can just be a pain in the ass, is the bottom line. I joke that I am lucky to love my hairstylist because it would be so hard for me to switch and not feel guilty. And that's for my hair. Never mind things for my business and my livelihood. So good thing I I really connect with RJ because if I didn't, we'd be in trouble. I just went through this. Uh, my favorite massage therapist left the clinic. So I tried someone else at the clinic and I didn't like it. And now I, I left the clinic because I didn't want to go back to someone different at the clinic and see that person see me seeing someone else. Yes. Yes. I've totally felt this where I'm like, how do you do the, uh, what does Jerry Seinfeld call it? Um, like it's not a switcheroo, but, but how do you do this swap? Jerry is dating this woman and then is into the roommate. You can't, you cannot successfully do the swap is the bottom line. Liz, when it comes to your experience of loyalty among colleagues, peers, or hiring the same person or company each time, 
what are some of the, the highs and lows for you? I am a loyal lady. <laughs> I have people I know and trust who I continue to recommend to people over and over and over again. I don't do a, a ton of hiring with where I'm at in my work now. So I have less experience on the hiring front, but in terms of the people who I have done some work with and I trust and I know they do great work and I continue to recommend them, I recommend those people repeatedly, photographers, designers, writers, agencies, etc. Once I determine who those great people or those great teams are, I tend to suggest them to whoever asks. And when I do need to go hire someone, those are the people that I hire as well. And I feel really strongly about the work that they do. I have nothing but faith in them. I think it would be really challenging for me if all of a sudden I needed to change my mind about one of those people. And I'm lucky that I haven't really had to deal with that because even the thought of it gives me a little bit of a stomachache. Just recently I had recommended somebody and when the person said, Oh, I called them. I worked with them. I, I did a double check. I was like, what was your experience like? Because I want to make sure that I'm still giving a sound referral not just because I like this person, but that it could almost be vetted that somebody I know recently used this person and had a great experience. So yes, even if it's not for me, having this kind of list of here are other people you can call is incredibly powerful. When I think about hiring somebody new, I often don't dig too deep into how important loyalty is. I often will think about it after a project is completed or when it comes time to start a new one. That's where the challenge comes in for me. Do I still want to work with this person? It really forces me to think about the experience, the work quality, and the overall working relationship. Again, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but when this person brought it up, that was when I first started to go, okay, I have experienced this. I am often quite loyalty and I'm a total chicken shit when it comes to having to pick somebody else to work with. I too would avoid the massage clinic and just find somebody brand new so that I don't have to face this person. From my peer that experienced this, she mentioned that she's very slow to get into partnerships because she knows how hard it can be to get out of one once she's in it, especially if the work quality isn't there, her needs aren't met, and it's somebody that she knows. And if I think from the client perspective, I want to have the freedom to hire whoever I want, whenever I want, and for whatever task or project I need completed. I think we do have this freedom But sometimes our our little baby feelings get involved and these feelings will say, what if they find out that I hired someone else? What if I have to break up with them? Do I have to explain why I've chosen to work with somebody else? Do I need their permission or their blessing to work with someone else who may do the same thing in their industry? And do I have to apologize for wanting to hire somebody else? And because I'm a people pleaser, do I have to tell them or ask for permission or really justify or overprove that decision to go to this person and say, I'd love to work with you, but 
or please know that I love you and I, and everything is perfect. And I'm doing this, this one time for this one reason, because it's cheaper. Their timeline is faster, whatever this myriad of reasons could be, do I have to prove it and justify it? Now that's from the perspective of thinking of myself as a client, hiring somebody else, hiring a designer, hiring a photographer, um, hiring a coach. Those I would say are the most, those would be the people that I hire most often. Now from the professional perspective, me being the one that's getting hired, I also know that people need different things at different times from different people. I know that I can't help everyone. As much as I would like to say that I can help anyone, I know that I do my best work with ambitious people who want big things and are tired of waiting for somebody to tell them that it's the right time or to write them the invitation to get started. And that means that people who aren't driven, who aren't looking to achieve great things and come to a session with me unprepared or unmotivated, probably aren't the right fit. And I've had this happen only a handful of times. I'm happy to say that it doesn't happen often, which tells me that our marketing is working, our call to actions are pulling in the right people. Um, If you want to know a little bit more about how to include business elements with a hint of personal, go back to episode 58 and listen to, to Liz's expertise on what to share and how to be authentic on your social media. It tells me that when I find my people, I found my people, my message is connecting with them. It also means that if I have a client who is struggling with something or is challenged by something that's outside of my expertise, it's also my job as a professional to be honest about that. I had a client last year who was struggling with burnout and needed support rethinking her calendar and productivity. And I explicitly said, I would love to help you and keep working with you. And I'm not the best person for this. And I referred her to somebody that I have used to talk about calendars and productivity and burnout. I sent her to Ashley Jansen, who is an incredible productivity coach, because this is where Ashley thrives. She has the tools. She has the support. She has the language and the personality for this that I just don't always have. While I love having clients and helping people and I love making money, I could not in good conscience tell this person that this was my expertise. Could I have poured over articles and books and read about productivity so that I could apply it? Sure, I could have. Was that the best use of my time in that moment for this person? Absolutely not, especially when I have someone in my back pocket that I am happy to refer to anybody. This client having an amazing experience and getting what they need is more important to me than having this client, me faking my way through the work or making a little bit more money. That ensures there's loyalty in this relationship. So interestingly, my loyalty grew and improved by being able to have that honest conversation. Liz, you're nodding your head. Have you had any occasions or interactions where you have had to say to somebody, 
because of our relationship, because of my loyalty to our work together, this is not the right fit. Absolutely. And sometimes it comes down to skill set, as you mentioned, with the, the productivity coaching. I will have clients or people who are considering working with me, and they also need something like Google Ads, which, uh-uh, that is not my forte. I could figure it out, but I am not the person for you. And because I value you and our working relationship, I'm going to recommend you to my Google ads person that I know, uh, because it's just, it's, it's not going to work if I do that piece as well. Another thing that will sometimes come up is geography. So I live on Vancouver Island and I have really strong relationships with businesses on the prairies. And I'm often a recommended professional that comes up for businesses in Edmonton and in Calgary, which I love. And I can work with a lot of different people and a lot of different industries remotely, but not all content for some industries can be created remotely. Sometimes it would make a lot more sense to be able to be in person, to go shoot a video, to create a reel. So sometimes I will often propose a collaboration with a local photographer or local videographer, or I will recommend an entirely different contractor or agency, just because that makes more sense for what they're trying to accomplish on social media. We're adding too many steps for me having to create it from, from out here in Victoria. I think you bring up a really good point here, which is thinking about your own boundaries too. We've talked before on the podcast about Coach Jenny's brilliant language of the bar of resentment. When something takes too much time, too much energy, too much money, whatever it is, that you start to resent the actual process. And so some of those things might be, if I commit to a contract, but the time zone is so out of whack, that all of a sudden I have to be working at eight o'clock PM to make it work for this client that might fall below my bar of resentment. Or, you know, you could learn Google ads, but how much time are you going to spend learning all the intricacies of it so that you can help this one person all of a sudden what you were making is cut down so significantly because of all the time you've had to put in. So really stepping back and considering like, what is the effort that it's going to take for me to be able to do this? I would rather stay in good standing in that relationship with somebody and it, and refer somebody else than feel like I have to prove it. Absolutely. And also we talk about this being a little bit like a small town, I want to maintain the relationship that I have with this either current or potential client, but also by recommending the ads person or suggesting a different agency or different contractor to do the work, I'm strengthening relationships with others as well. It's really a net positive. Absolutely. Yes. Especially there's something too about showing when, when I refer somebody to somebody else and I'll say, you know, they're really an expert of this. Here's how I would recommend them. I love writing a good email introduction to somebody. It also speaks to my reputation. It speaks to the fact that I want to make sure that you find the best person for this. It also tells this other person that I am recommending that this is the type of relationship where 
I too want you to see my expertise and know when to refer me. I know where and how I'm a subject matter expert. I know my expertise and maintaining those relationships with people who do other amazing things. It makes sure that I have this great network of people who can do the work. The big question I think is what happens when you are involved in a relationship Uh, a professional relationship with somebody, and it's no longer working for you. Do you go the Amanda and Liz route and (laughs) never get your hair cut again or find a whole new massage place? What is a way to get out of that? Liz, have you ever encountered this? Um, And if not, what advice would you give for somebody who has worked with somebody and maybe isn't getting the results that they need or the experience that they need? Luckily, I haven't had to deal with this too often. There has, of course, been the odd. There's the odd bump that comes up. But when it does happen, I found it really helpful to have a conversation with the people in my corner to determine a bit of a strategy and how best to communicate this, because it can be helpful to kind of get some perspective from someone else to make sure that you're feeling the things that you're feeling correctly. And then I'll make a suggestion to go back and listen to episode 53 of the podcast, where we talked about finding your fit. And in that we offer some communication about how to chat with someone when it's not working anymore and make sure that people aren't left hurt or relationships aren't damaged as a result of that conversation. There's a certain amount of trust that has to exist. I have to trust that the people I work with and that the people I hire are also professionals and that they have this perspective that I'm not for everyone and that's okay. And there is always a risk of hurt feelings. We are humans and I get that. But for me, it's really that reminder that sometimes it's just not a fit. We can't be everything to everyone. And I would never want somebody to hire me or pay me because they feel like they have to. Again, that comes down to my reputation. The last thing I want is somebody saying like, oh, I'm working with Amanda because we live in the same city and because she's going to know if I hire someone else, I would rather have somebody make the choice that's right for them. And know that when we did work together, it was for a specific purpose. We both got things out of it. And and I don't want this person to ever feel like they have to be scared of finding somebody new. And as a client, I don't want to be scared of having to find somebody new. So the bottom line for me, it's it's really about meeting needs. As a client, I need my needs to be met. As a professional, I need my needs to be met. And that's going to look different with every person. For me, I think there's a way to be cautious and thoughtful about partnerships and still want to engage in them, still be willing to share. So yes, be aware that challenges exist. You might hire somebody over and over again and then have to face that at some point it's not working, but you don't have to be so paranoid that it's going to go poorly that you don't ever share or invite people into your corner to support and help you. Something that you brought up, Liz, which is having that kind of professional network of people you can bounce something off of. The power of being able to say, hey, I'm struggling with this. How do I deal with this situation? Or I hired this person and now I want to hire someone else. Can you validate that I 
get to make this choice, that I can smoothly make this transition and validate some of the feelings that like, yeah, this isn't working and that's okay. So I think by having those people in your corner, it can make some of those conversations easier and putting yourself in their shoes going, would you want to be hired over and over again, simply because they hired you before? To me, that's not a good enough reason. We are humans and we do take things personally. And I know that entrepreneurship can feel lonely, but I don't think that means we have to do it alone. So even though we take things personally, sometimes, even though it can feel lonely, it doesn't mean that we have to make these decisions on our own or that we're ever stuck. So for, for Liz and I, we use this language of it's just not a fit. Like she mentioned, episode 53, we provide some, some language scripts. If you go to the amandawagner.com slash blog, you will see some of those typed out very clearly. You are welcome to take and copy and paste that language and make it your own. I would love to know, how do you remind yourself to not take somebody choosing to hire a different person personally? It's not easy to do. It takes some practice. And I would love to know that we are not the only people facing this challenge of of loyalty and making decisions about who we work with and reputation. In our next episode, we are talking about consistency and how consistency and routine are much better friends than inspiration. We are gonna share some of our personal experiences as far as uh, consistency goes. One of the things that, that I've really been patting Liz and I on the back for is the fact that we are into year three of the podcast every two weeks. And, and this is something that yes, we're proud of. And yes, it takes work to do that. Uh, I know it seems like everybody and their dog has a podcast. The barrier of entry is quite low, and yet we have still made it a priority. It aligns with the business goals for the Amanda Wagner. It is strategic, and because of this consistency, we can see the results that we want. So please join us for that in two weeks. Please join us on Instagram at the Amanda Wagner and help us with some of the language or some of the reminders that you use to make sure that you don't take it personally when somebody hires somebody who isn't you as a professional or some of the language that you might use to tell somebody, I know we've worked together before and it's a, it's not a fit and that's okay. I would love to hear these so that we do not feel stuck in these feelings and can share them with our community Big thank you to those of you who are in our Instagram community and respond to each other's comments. Uh, Just earlier today, there was uh, somebody celebrating something big and said, I don't know how to celebrate. And somebody else came into the comments and said, what about this? It's really empowering and enlightening to see that we've created this amazing group of human beings who are championing each other, cheering each other on. It, uh, it really makes Instagram a better place to be. So thank you so much for that. In the fall of 2022, after a brief break, I am going to be back accepting private coaching and strategy clients. So if you are one of these people who is looking for somebody new to be in your corner, wants to talk about ambition and how to get more of what you want without having to work 80 hours a week, 
I am your person. I live, sleep, and breathe ambition and strategy and making a plan. I am not going to tell you to just follow your passion or just quit your job. There is no just here. If you are looking for some support with your business or leadership, I'm your person. You can head to theamandawagner.com slash contact and I will be in touch with you. And if you're curious about how to make your social media platforms better, or you need some help with digital storytelling or writing, please reach out to me. You can connect with me on Instagram at Liz Pittman or visit my website, lizpittman.com. We are coming up to episode 60, which every time we hit a round number, it feels like a milestone. I cannot wait to be back talking about consistency. It's one of my favorite topics. And I look forward to having you back in two weeks as well. Until then, friends, we will see you on the internet. Did I steal your two weeks thing? Oh, no, that's fine. Okay. No problem at all. Your sweater, did you get your stain out? Yeah, it came clean. I... My suitcase sat in my room for two weeks before I unpacked it. And that is when I finally put spray treatment on it and it worked like a dream. Oh, great. I wonder what it was. No idea. I just unpacked from Palm Springs this weekend and only because I needed the bag. (laughs) So yeah, this, this checks. (laughs) There's gotta be a name for people like us. I, well, I think most people are like, I was just, is the name human beings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>